Hi and welcome to the second episode of the $5 million project. So in this episode what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through one of the most important parts of the project to date and that's how we went from having an idea to actually having a partner, um, looking at some initial ideas around funding and being in a position where we're, we're sort of ready to say okay we are doing this, this is serious as opposed to this is just a, a sort of idea in the sky that we're thinking about. So how we did this? Well, the first step was we'd organized a phone call, as I mentioned in the previous episode, through a contact of a contact. Um, and this person ran a business that has a dedicated team of developers working in another country. And they, they then sell those services of those developers um, to people that need development or software development uh, skills and expertise. For us, this made perfect sense. Um, we don't have any software development skills internally. We don't know how to run that, that side of things. So partnering with a business that does that um, seemed pretty logical. Obviously, because we, we knew of this person through the contact that we had, um, there was a, a warm intro. And I think that really worked in our favor in reverse as well. So what I, what I did from here is really just spend a bit more time uh, putting some meat on the bones in terms of what is it that we're actually trying to uh, build, what problem are we trying to solve, so that I was in a position where I could clearly articulate this to the director of this business um, because I knew that I needed to get him so that he might not be necessarily excited about it but at least he could understand uh, where we were going and what we were looking to do. If I wasn't able to do this I don't think the call uh, would have been worthwhile or would have been successful. Now, when it came to the actual call itself, it, it was pretty simple. It was somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. It was really a case of me explaining who I was, uh, my background, and walking through the idea of the product, and then him explaining his background and, and the way his company operated, uh, really just a, a getting to know each other. The sort of best uh, reference I can give, which most people will be familiar with, it was a bit like an informal job interview. So not the type of job interview where you're going into a small room and there's two of you either side of a desk um, and there's a lot of pressure. It was more of a, let's go to a coffee shop and let's just have a bit of a chat because there's a potential opportunity here. So it was, it was pretty casual. Anyway, the outcome off the back of this was positive. Um, sort of I took a day or so to think it through. I then fired an email across to, to Mike and I said, hey, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think we'd be interested in moving forward and at least having another discussion. He came back uh, sort of with similar comments. Um, and then I was speaking to Scott, my business partner, and, and said, sort of, where to next? What, what do we do? Um, and my view or my initial re reaction was, okay, we need to set up an, a Zoom meeting or we need to have a, um, a group session over the phone and really explore this further. And to Scott's credit, he said, you know, where's the difference in what you've just done to another Zoom meeting? And also, Things like this are so much better face-to-face. -face. And I agree, but the challenge we had was, was geographic. We're based in New Zealand, and actually Scott's in a different part of New Zealand, and Mike was based over in Queensland. So we couldn't easily get in a room, but Scott said, well, let's just fly there. Um, let's get over to Brisbane, let's get in a room, and let's have a session with them so we could see who they are and what they're like, and they can see what we are, and they can, they can get a really good understanding of the business. And looking back, I think that was one of the best ideas that we, we had because it really enabled us to see the commitment from both parties. And really interestingly, off the back of that, once we'd floated this idea past Mike of all meeting in Queensland, he um, sort of showed a, 
a mutual level of confidence because he organised one of his project managers to fly over from another location um, to the Queensland meeting as well. So both parties are putting commitment in, in terms of time invested, but also travel, accommodation, all, all that side of things. Um, so, you know, we, we were in the room knowing that everyone had a vested interest um, and we weren't just sort of flirting with, with an idea or flirting with a concept. The challenge with all of this for me was it really up the up the pressure level. You know, I, I now had to get to a point where I could walk into the room and for the best part of a day, clearly walk people through, once again, the problems, but also the individual solution elements that I envisaged solving those problems. So to do that, I had to go into more detail. I also had to think, how am I actually going to present this? Um, you know, what's the best way for these people to be able to digest the content? And I had a real range, a uh, broad audience here. I had someone uh, that's a project manager in the software industry that has not uh, no understanding of recruitment, uh, another who's a director of a company with no understanding of recruitment but understands business, another person that understands recruitment but doesn't understand software development or the, the specific nuances of what we're trying to solve. So there's lots of different levels um, of sort of early stage knowledge and that, that I've got to address. And one option that I, I could have considered is a PowerPoint presentation where, you know, obviously you put multiple slides on the screen. But for me, because we were trying to pull elements from lots of different solutions, I thought the best way to do it was to actually run it live. So I would preload uh, a Google Chrome browser with lots of different tabs. And on each of those tabs, I would have a solution that did one of the parts that we were trying to uh, replicate. So that might be an EDM, uh, an, an email uh, marketing tool. And I might show three or four um, Chrome windows of that and walk people through the process of how that works. I uh, might have a look at a chatbot and how a traditional chatbot works and where the gaps are. Um, even take an existing chatbot and customize it to suit recruitment so they can actually see the problem that it was solving. Now, clearly this is quite a bit of work. Um, as I say, we, we decided the session was going to be the best part of a day. Um, so lots and lots of planning going on. And I'll be honest, I was still doing this on the aeroplane on the way over to Queensland because there was, there was always little tweaks and little things I was thinking, oh, I could add that in or I could take that out or I haven't explained that in enough detail. However, the one key thing that I did was I made sure well in advance that I put together an agenda and sent that to all the parties and said, hey guys, these are the topics, this is what we're going to be talking through. And then I took it a step further and I actually produced a video now, I don't think this would uh, sort of be the, the first cab off the ranks for a lot of people, but I, I felt that because of the varying levels of expertise in the room, that if I didn't give them enough homework, if I didn't bring them up to a, a base level, I was going to be spending the most of the day talking at a really, really low level. Um, and we weren't necessarily going to get the level of excitement or the level of buy-in in the room that was needed. So in this video, what I did was I, I really sort of did a, an early run through of what I was going to talk through in the agenda. I explained the problem. I showed some of the tools out there that we liked and, and what they did. I showed where the gaps were. Um, it was about 45 minutes long. And then I sent that link through to everyone who was going to be there along with the agenda and said, hey, right, if you could please review the agenda and watch this video in advance, let me know if there's any questions. That way we're all going to come armed and, uh, and ready for the session. And over the last uh, sort of few seconds, you'll have seen on the screen here the, the agenda um, that I actually put together. And an agenda, keeping it pretty simple, it's about 
one to two pages and it outlines the running order for the day, some loose timings, oh, we're going to start here, we're going to have lunch here, we're going to break here, we're going to uh, summarise and, and look at commitments and things at the end, just so everyone knows what to expect from the day. There's absolutely no problem in taking that agenda and changing it or moving things around, and, and we most definitely did that on the day. But at least things are pretty clear, and it means that if stuff starts running away and you're sort of getting towards the end of the day and you haven't done two of the most important things on the agenda, you can say, well, the agenda, we've got these two items, we need to go and we need to touch on these and we need to address these points. That way you're not leaving the meeting with things unspoken or, or not addressed. On the Sunday, I flew out to Queensland and on the Monday morning, we all met in a boardroom and we did some introductions and then we got into the session. Following the agenda, the first hour or so was really me articulating the challenge, the problem we were trying to solve, and also providing a bit of industry expertise or industry knowledge to the group so they all knew um, sort of some of the key terminology, some of the key players, um, and how we fitted into that. From there, probably in the next four or five hours with a lunch in the middle, was spent walking them through where I envisage and how I envisage the solution actually working. And so, as I said a, a minute ago, that, that's the live demos of other products that are out there that sort of do parts of what we're looking to solve, or even showing where there's a, you know, a blatant gap there. And as I'm going through this, the people around the table would be uh, challenging me, asking me questions, uh, trying to delve deeper, but, but generally it was a very um, relaxed environment because they just let me get on with it, they just let me talk. Um, and then at lunchtime we went away and we all had lunch as a group and that was a, a good opportunity to sort of get to know each other a little bit more, have a couple of conversations slightly outside of the project itself, although obviously that was a, a pretty core topic. And we came back, there's another couple of hours of me showing exactly what I'm thinking. And at that point it was then more questions. Um, but also comments and feedback and input in terms of where people thought, hey, if we do this, this could achieve this, or that's, that's good thinking, but what if we went bigger? What if we tried to achieve something on top of that? What could this actually look like? So there was, it, was, it was good to have other opinions because it challenged me and it got my thinking um, outside of the, the sort of box that I was in. Um, and I definitely left the meeting thinking, okay, well, the ideas I had would do these things but I see the potential to add on this on top of it and I can see how it can be more than what I currently think it is. So that was one immediate benefit of um, having this meeting. We also then started talking about some practicalities. Okay, if we move forward, if we're keen, what does this look like? How does it work? Who's going to be involved? What do we think um, the sort of costings for a project like this could be? And that was a, a chance to hand over to Mike who actually sort of showed a little bit in terms of these are some of the ideas that we've done before. Um, this is how long it took. This is roughly how much it costs, which enabled me and Scott to, to get a bit of a feel for, okay, that's kind of where we think this is going to benchmark. That's how much or how long it's going to take and how much it might cost. At that point, um, we all summarized where we were at. We summarized sort of everyone's thinking and discuss the next steps. And I think that was one of the most important things. And we didn't get this quite right. The next step that we put on the table um, was not necessarily the step we should have taken, 
um, because it jumped into things a little bit too quick. So we agreed that Mike and his team were going to go away and provide a quote to us for scoping the project. So effectively in a project like this, you need to figure out what the scope is before you can get a, a price for the whole project. So you have to pay a company to actually, or pay people to scope the idea in itself. So we agreed on that and we, we all shook hands and we left. We then got back to our own sort of day jobs and we were all focused on what we were doing and, and Scott and I were, were speaking and we, we both said, look, we really like these guys. We think they're, they're fantastic. We like Mike, we like his team. From our perspective, we think it would be beneficial if they were more involved with us and we were more involved with them. We don't really, we're not really keen on the idea where we just have a vendor who works for us because then we're just another company. We're just um, someone they're building a product for and they're going to hand across. We really want them to have skin in the game. Um, so once we got communication from Mike with uh, an estimate for scope of work, we then went back to him and said, this is all well and good. We really, really like you guys. How about we come at this from a different angle? How about we look at it where we all set up together as a business and we all have a share in the success or failure of uh, what's going to happen and, and where things go from here. And to his credit, Mike had been thinking pretty much exactly the same. It wasn't a new concept or a new idea for them. They'd, they'd done it with other companies. Um, but because of how bought in they were to us and us to them, it was a very, very easy conversation to say, let's do this, let's, let's work along these lines um, and we'll try and figure out where we go from here. Okay, so we've now got to a point where there's a loose agreement between all of us, where Mike and his team have agreed they want to be part of our business and we want to be part of their business and, and so we're going to establish something. In the next episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about how we took it from uh, an, a loose agreement to a point where things actually start happening. There, there's momentum um, around development, scoping, product name, URLs, all, all that sort of stuff. For me, the next stage is, is the most frustrated I've been on this project. It's, it was the slowest part of the project. It took several months to actually go from the excitement of the meeting to really seeing things starting to happen. And I don't think there was any way around that, but I, I think it's a really good learning exercise for you to see um, sort of what the reality of these things is. You know, you can go from a point of really high excitement to a point of just neutral, um, not much happening, but even though it doesn't feel like much is happening, things are happening um, and it's really important for that, to, that time frame to pass in order to get to a point where you can then regain momentum and, and get started. So we'll go through that in the next episode and um, we've then probably got one more episode on or one or two on the actual development process and scoping and all the things I've learned around there and then we should be caught up to present day.